0: Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734.
1: Hello, and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. This week we have a new guest, a priest. You haven't heard him on this show before. I'm going to introduce him in a minute. I'm your moderator, Joan McHugh, and um, I'm I'm eager for you to get to know Father Hans Flandor. Uh, he is a priest. Um, he presently is at Marytown in Libertyville. He was born in Chicago, raised in Elk Grove Village, and he worked outdoors as a lawn maintenance foreman and tree surgeon for a number of years, then attended the Franciscan University of Steubenville, Ohio, where he received an associate's degree in theology. From there, he joined the Conventual Franciscans of St. Bonaventure Province in 2004. As a temporary professed friar, uh, Father completed a philosophy degree at Loyola University in 2008, then was sent to Sacred Heart Seminary in Milwaukee, where he graduated with a Master's in Divinity. From there, he was assigned to Marytown, the National Shrine of Maximilian Maria Colby in Libertyville, Illinois, where he is now the Vocation Director. So, um, Father uh, Father's topic today is Spiritual Warfare. First, I'd like to welcome you to the show, Father.
2: Thank you, Joan. Thank you for having me.
1: I'm so glad you're here. You, you have, you have, um, you have a lot of experience in your topic, which is spiritual warfare. So maybe we should just begin simply with saying, a lot of our listeners um, are intrigued, I'm sure, with this topic as I am you know what is the devil real and what is spiritual warfare so let's l- let you attack that
2: <laughs> yeah the, the devil is around us of course he's he's always present he's always trying to influence our imagination or, or our thoughts in some way or in some form um, and he he, he um, likes to play games he likes to make sure that you know he's not always seen or understood or or, um, that we're aware of him but he's always out there present
1: so the beginning you have here what is spiritual warfare exactly father well that's
2: definitely two spirits you know and it started with you know God making the angels which are spirits Mm -hmm. and um, so it's spirit against spirit and with the angels having free will it's, Satan kind of took that free will and decided, well, I want to be like God. Mm-hmm. And then from there, uh, he opposed God and was cast out of, out of heaven. And so it became the battle between the good angels and the bad angels, those that you know stayed uh, with, with God and those that resented God and separated. But as they are finding out, they're becoming powerless.
1: But they followed Lucifer. And his name, by the way, is important. Lucifer Satan:
2: Yes, Lucifer um, it changed to, to Satan and uh, once he was thrown out of heaven, and from there, it, you know if we look at the the, the name Lucifer I mean excuse me Satan, it means stumbling block, and that's what he wants to be. He wants to be a stumbling block for us. He wants to place himself in between us and God so we can't reach
1: God mm gosh this is so interesting so um if the soul is separated from the body you write here surely a person will die physically if the soul is separated from god by sin surely a person dies spiritually god and sin cannot live together
2: right and uh that's what satan wants to do he told separate us yeah he told and that's his whole plan is always uh, to cause division and he told adam and eve that they surely will not die when they were in the garden Um, But actually, they did spiritually and physically, that'll come with time, and it it did. And as the Catechism puts it, Man tempted by the devil lets his trust in his Creator die in his heart, and abusing his freedom, disobeyed God's command. And this is what Adam uh, Adam and Eve did in the original sin, disobeying God's command.
1: So then you we say um we need a good defense against Satan's offensive tactics attacks toward us.
2: Uh, yes we do because Satan studies and pinpoints our weakness. He's always watching us to see where our weaknesses are. So we have to kind of be on guard at the same time. Um, we have to be we have to learn, you know, what our own weaknesses are so we can kind of defend ourselves and not be tempted.
1: So in studying what happened to Adam and Eve, we see Satan presented them with misinformation,
2: bringing in confusion. Right. He's always trying to twist the truth around as we read in the Bible. And that's what he did with them, of course. Um, he, he caused confusion. And um, th- he's the prince of liars. Our defense is to check the information to avoid this confusion so when anything that kind of clicks in you and it says you know something's not quite right there mm-hmm. that's the holy spirit working in you telling you hey you better check this out because something doesn't seem right and that's that's our safety our catch you know it's the holy spirit within us
1: you know there's a friend of mine that is considering uh, a new job and so he said to me the other day, you know, it's just not, um, it's, it's just not right the way things are happening. It's not clear. It's, it seems like it, this is being sabotaged in some way or the, the communication between he and this person that was maybe going to hire him. And so just as you're speaking, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I bet that's the confusion you're speaking about. Uh,
2: that could be, but yeah. I, you know, to understand the scenario, you know, is, is the person really listening or is he not listening? Or is it, mm-hmm. you know, is it you know, something uh, within their life that's keeping them distracted and so the communication gets boggled up? So mm-hmm. it, it could be a number of things.
1: No, yeah, okay. So everything's not to blame on Satan. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So um, some people don't believe in the devil. What would you say to them?
2: Well, he's a stealthy kind of guy. He does like to hide and he doesn't want to be known, um, mm-hmm. but he does exist, and, he, and in big ways. I mean, even Jesus was tempted in the desert,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and it is presented within the Bible, you know, that he was tempted by Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also, when he sent his 72 disciples out in, uh, to minister, um, when they returned and started to, to uh, tell their stories, Jesus said that he saw Satan fall like lightning from the heavens. So, he's not telling us a story or just using that as uh some kind of descriptive line. Mm-hmm. Satan is real. He's a being. He's an
1: intelligent being that's out there. That I, I wish uh some I hope some of my friends will listen to this podcast cuz not everyone that all of my friends believe in the devil and I'm always trying to convince them, but this is good. This is Jesus himself saw him fall like lightning from the sky. Correct. Yes. So,
2: and he's had to deal with him when he uh Cast them out of people on that. And it's not just Satan, but he's got a whole minion of them, you know, uh, that follow him. So, and, mm-hmm. and there was that time that Jesus had to cast out legion, mm-hmm. you know. And I can't remember exactly how much is in the legion, but it's a lot.
1: Was that the time with the pigs where he sent
2: them over the cliff? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. He gave him permission to enter the pigs, as he, but they were all in one man. And, uh, uh, and then, yeah, gave him permission to cast them out.
1: So the, pig, the pigs then went running off the cliff?
2: They went right off the cliff, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't too happy for the pig farmers there.
1: <laughs> you know, one thing I always wa- wonder about in, in, in Scripture over and over again, um, Jesus, um, he always prayed before anyone was healed. He prayed f- for their sin or for, for their healing uh, to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. To, he prayed that they be forgiven for their sin before there was healing. Is that correct? Um, Yeah, well, we can look at it um,
2: from the standpoint of what he did every night. He did kind of pray himself up, as some prayer groups might call it. Mm -hmm. Um, He was always there in union with God. He had his mind filled with God, his Father. Mm -hmm. His mind was filled with the Word of God, so Mm -hmm. he couldn't be distracted um, and he did pray for the salvation. He was, you know, of what he was going to bring once he died on the cross. Mm-hmm. So yes, he was praying for their deliverance mm-hmm. um, prior to um, actually delivering them, maybe s- from the spirits. Yes, you yes.
1: Know. You know, in in Scripture, there's so many instances of Jesus he- of healing people, but then he healed them of d- 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 uh, demonic spirits. Mm-hmm. So. Was that were those really demonic spirits? What about today in healing? Is, are we healed of demonic spirits, or are we healed of like, severe addiction or depression? Or are those the demonic spirits of today, or is there a difference between those things and demonic spirits?
2: There's definitely a difference. I mean, even Jesus, you know, there were some things that um like epilepsy you know yes. was it a demonic spirit or was it um epilepsy and, and the bible kind of uh, kind of talks to that a little a little both of that mm-hmm. um but in those times too they always kind of referred to thing being a spirit within or a spirit of sickness you know mm-hmm. that was delivered from peter's mother-in-law mm-hmm. or the the um uh, temperature that she had you know the fever mm-hmm. um but there are others and we we read in the bible how some of them were talking to jesus and some of them would leave with a, a great convulsion to the person's body as they were being cast out or there was a noise that was you know a shrieking that left that person mm-hmm. and 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 i have experienced those. i was things. just
1: gonna say you told me the other day would you share some of those experiences
2: as a i'll start with the tame one okay <laughs> not that i have anything that's really wild but um I was part of a, a charismatic prayer group when we came for just a meeting of people that were kind of helping run the, the, the prayer group one night at somebody's house. So we came together and we were just going to hold hands and pray, and as soon as we all held our hands, all of a sudden there was a big shock that we all felt. We had to drop our hands, and immediately we felt this Spirit leave the room. And we were all surprised, because why was the Spirit here, one,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, who brought the Spirit in? Yes, <laughs> I yes. mean, you got to question all these things. But was unique about that is we came together in the name of Jesus Christ, and that spirit could not stay because of the power of the name of Jesus Christ. He had to leave, and that's exactly what he did. And then we continued on praying from that point on.
1: So the spirit manifested itself when you all came together in the name of Jesus. Right,
2: and did not like it at all, as we felt with the shock. (laughs)
1: Wow. Would that be true for us when we are united with one another, say, here at the 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 uh, WSFI office and in prayer and so forth. When we come together and agree together about our faith, um, will are we stronger against any spirits or any you know?
2: Yeah, where two or three are gathered, Jesus says He's there, present, mm-hmm. and especially when we're in in His presence, in His name, mm-hmm. we're always you're always stronger when there's two or more sure. Um, together. Sure. Um And that's and that's what He wants. I mean, it's one thing to have private prayer like Jesus did, but mm-hmm. he, we're also called as a church to come together in community yeah. to build that strength and pray for each other in that power of strength.
1: Oops. Um, so what? Uh, tell us more about your experiences in the renewal, because that's where you really were fed with learning, weren't you, with the teaching and experiences of, of yeah, warfare?
2: Yeah, exactly. And it, was, it, it came up on me gradually, let's say. Um, mm-hmm. But because of what I was going through, I guess, my own life, I, I needed a lot of prayer. And mm-hmm. people were very gracious in praying with me on a consistent basis. Uh, basis. Right. And then from there, you know, I began to pray with others also. And sometimes you are given gifts through the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to help you and guide you. And, uh, you know, he's he's one to kind of sneak up and introduce him quietly to you. And all of a sudden you, you realize that, wow, um, I'm recognizing something in some person. And then you ask them about that, and all of a sudden they're, yeah, that's right. Or we pray against something, and then and they're free from whatever is going on.
1: So, but you would have like a word of knowledge, or? It could be a word of
2: knowledge, mm-hmm. yes. Or um, for me, I think it was mostly you just had this sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew something wasn't right. So, it was uh, more of a, uh, call it a sixth sense, a mm-hmm. spiritual mm-hmm. sixth sense. That was how I, mm-hmm. I would put it mostly.
1: So, you, ha- you were growing in discernment, really?
2: Right. And learning from it, so gaining wisdom in this, and then learning how to pray um, in certain ways, and how to protect yourself. And part of that was learning that fasting was a big thing. Mm-hmm. So I started to, to fast twice a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, can I ask myself. how
1: you fasted?
2: Well, back in the days when I was in my 20s, you know, <laughs> I, you know, really didn't pay attention. You know, fasting, you thought, okay, you fast from everything. And Uh I was able to do no bread, no water, no food, no nothing for 12 hours as I worked in physical labor back then and still felt strong. But over the time, you start to get weakened and you realize, hey, you can't beat up your body that much. You have to have proper balance, especially make sure you have water daily. Sure,
1: sure. So fasting is a powerful weapon.
2: It is. It helps discipline your body as much as your spirit. If you can mm-hmm. learn to not eat, you can learn to not sin. Mm-hmm. It helps take the talons um, of Satan out of you. It helps break down those, those strongholds that he might have around you or somebody else. So you can fast for another person and help break the spirit that might be bound on that person or, or attacking that person. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Oh, Yes. It's a, it's a very powerful tool for others also, because uh-huh. you're helping them. You're helping them where they can help themselves. It's intercession, intercessory prayer, and that's a big thing. And
1: you don't even have to tell them that you're doing that.
2: Correct. It's like having a mass said for mm-hmm. somebody. You don't mm-hmm. have to tell them, but there's something that happens there. Mm-hmm.
1: That's powerful. I appreciate knowing that. I didn't know that.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: What are the, some of the other weapons to fight Satan, to
2: well definitely no scripture so you have to have your mind filled with scripture mm-hmm. um, having the word of god in your mind helps you to deflect those the enemies um, the thoughts that he might try to put you in your head or mm-hmm. the images that might come up and it happens to so many people and more and more i'm hearing unfortunately nowadays they can't seem to control it
1: the, the med- thoughts you mean The the thoughts th-
2: th- yeah. or the images both uh, okay and um, you know the rosary is a powerful thing there. Yes, yes. Uh, you've got Mary interceding for you, but you also meditate on Jesus' life, yes, Mary's life. Yes. So you're learning how to meditate. You're learning how to control your thoughts and yes. everything. So meditation, you know, through that, to the Divine Mercy Chaplet mm-hmm. um, is very powerful because you learn how to control your mind. It's, you know, just like fasting helps control your, your thoughts and your, your discipline, helps yes. discipline you.
1: Beautiful. So what, are, so what are your favorite w- weapons to, um, to, to keep Satan at a distance? A Fasting, I know, is one.
2: Sure. Um, I think the other strong thing is going before our Lord in the tabernacle yes. or, or in the monstrance, especially yes. at Marytown, yes. since we have him there 24-7. Um, and praise. That mm-hmm. is a big, big thing that I've learned, um, to praise God at any time in your life. At any moment in your life, no matter how you're feeling, happy, sad, enthusiastic, depressed, um, if you've gotten just married or if you've gotten divorced or if you've got a new car or wrecked that car, whatever it might be, you you know, come before the Lord, say, Lord, you know, I need a little help here, but then praise him anyway. If you praise God anyway, for any situation, you're giving yourself totally over to him and Satan hates happy people. Is that right? <laughs> he, he hates happy people. He doesn't want you to be joyful, right. especially in the presence of Jesus. Right. Because all of a sudden you've got this joy. Even when you're sad, Yes. you're giving praise to God. Even when things bad are going on, it's a powerful tool to say, I'm giving myself totally to you, God no matter what because I know that you can change things from what seems to be bad into something good
1: praise is really a form of of deep surrender isn't it it is it is yes um you're you're looking um to say god
2: it's almost like raising your hands to god while you're on your knees Um, yes and that's exactly what we have to do it's opposite of what you think being tough and rough and yes yes um, and courageous and all this courage no god says i am the guy who will make victory happen come to me i'm the one that wins the fights
1: so really it it you are giving god power and you are disempowering satan when you praise
2: exactly exactly you give god permission permission and that's a big thing here because it was just like the holy spirit um he enters into you um, with your permission Mm -hmm. and he never overtakes you right um he always is submissive in a sense yes um and is gentle um he, he doesn't want to do anything you don't want to have done yes this is just the opposite of Satan who always wants control he always yes. is coming in like a, a bully yes he's, he wants to take over and um uh, destroy your relationship with anything else
1: I read somewhere that he is like a well it was in scripture he's like a roaring lion isn't that exactly, correct and Peter but you know what uh, that's just a roaring lion that's not that's not that's only a roar that's nothing you know he doesn't have his teeth into you he just is roaring so right. we can stop that
2: yeah exactly and uh, but we still got to respect that he does have power and he can yeah. be vengeful um, mm-hmm. but at the same time yeah we can stop that when it first starts we have to you know like say give ourselves over to the Lord and say Lord I'm under your protection of your son mm-hmm. the precious blood I accept that and we Definitely accept that when we go to communion and receive the Holy Eucharist and the precious blood of, of Christ, because that's the covenant between us and God. He delivered us from Satan's temptation. He delivered us from his uh, captivity, mm-hmm. and we're saying we're giving ourselves over your protection and what you did for us for, and saving and saving us.
1: And the most powerful prayer, of course, for that is in the Mass. Is that correct? That's
2: correct. Yes.
1: yes. So. Uh, the, when when we p- go to mass we participate in sort of an exorcism
2: yes exactly the our father and uh i'll just i've got We little have one minute on one minute okay to tell us uh, before a break okay the our father is said to be an exorcism prayer because it's the powerful prayer given to all the people by jesus wow and during the prayer we ask the father to deliver us from evil and lead us not into temptation but from it yes and then during the mass the priest with it. The congregation says the same prayer and after it the priest alone is the mediator for everyone present as he proclaims to god saying deliver us lord we pray from every evil graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our savior jesus christ so it's almost like to having two exorcisms in one prayer put together with the our father and then what the priest says
1: that's so beautiful i didn't realize the depth and power of that
2: yeah it just shows you the power of the mass
1: of course let's let's take a short break and come back with father hans to open up what you just said even more fully thank you father beautiful
0: Hello, this is Jim Finnegan from Choose Life, Illinois, and also from American Nativity Seed. Catholic Radio, what a wonderful opportunity. I recently met someone that was talking about that, where the Holy Father actually asked him to do more in the way of radio work in this country. So there's no question, when you can put, turn the phone on or turn your radio on and hear all you need to know about what's going on in the Catholic community, it's powerful. Use it as often as you can.
1: Back, we're with speaking with Father Hans Flander from Marytown. He's the vocation director, and he's also has a lot of experience um, in the realm of spiritual warfare, praying with people. Um, he just did a short uh, treatise on the the power of the Our Father during Mass. And um, but, Father, I know that you have had many experiences with people in your years in the renewal and even now of praying with people would you be willing to share some of those experiences as they relate to spiritual warfare
2: sure i can do that um in in prayer uh with with the community especially after mass uh for healing masses we have prayer groups so we'll pray with people um for whatever situation it might be mm-hmm. and uh i remember at one point <laughs> where uh, Sorry, laugh at some of these things, you know, I, sure. I, I call Satan old horn face because he's always trying to get <laughs> his horns in the way of things. <coughs> and um, I remember having the sense that, you know, I feel like somebody's, there's going to be some kind of evil spirit there. And, um, and they, the team reminded me. I wasn't a, a, a full-fledged Franciscan. I was in temporary vows and mm-hmm. um, wasn't a priest, of course, at that time. And they they reminded me, you know, you, you can't do deliverance prayers, you know, that's up for the priest or the exorcist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure, that's fine. Well, as we were out there after mass, um, praying with people, we had this one person come up and she um, looked at me intently, and mm-hmm. then she says, you know, I've I've had been he- dealing with this spirit in my life, and um, she goes, you know, it it doesn't like you. And it, and she pointed to me. Wow! And I just kind of looked back and just inside, I was just like, "Well, that's just too bad because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him either." <laughs> um, but as we began to pray with her, all of a sudden she started to kind of move uh, in a slinky, snakely kind of way and start to writhe a little bit. Mm-hmm. And my prayer partner did not like that at all and began to back away. And uh, of course, I I stopped. Mm-hmm. And uh, my prayer partner didn't want anything to do with that and. Um, and that's fine.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so what we told the lady, says, we, we're not going to lay hands on you, but we will pray with you, but you have to go to the priest right afterwards mm-hmm. where he can do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we did. And then afterwards, she went to the priest, and I was praying with somebody else, and all of a sudden, when she was with the priest, I felt the same spirit by me. No. So he got rid of the spirit. But it went to you. It went by me, Yes. And it was going to annoy me as i was praying so i had to back away from the person and and bind it within my soul i had to say you know i bind you and i cast you to uh the foot of the cross Mm -hmm. or to the nearest tabernacle with jesus is Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. and that's what we can do as lay people Mm -hmm. and it left it had to leave so that was a a weird experience but i wasn't going to take any guff from it either
1: does it have to leave when you command it in the name of jesus
2: yes okay yes as long as you're believing and um, trusting in the Lord, it it has to and it will. And mm-hmm. you
1: know, uh, we have Annie sitting here. You look like you have a question.
3: I didn't have a particular question when <clears throat> uh, you were asking me, but I was trying to follow what Father had been talking about, and I could understand, you know, what you were trying to share. And I wasn't in here a little bit earlier because I. <laughs> got a cough and I had to leave Uh so I'm kind of trying to pull the thoughts together here what's going on but if you could continue that would be great
1: so one of the um the points here father in some uh, points you made uh before the show is you mentioned that spiritual warfare is done in the spiritual realm how are some people then attacked physically by an evil spirit so would you say that you were attacked Physically by an evil spirit or no, I would still call that spiritually. Oh, okay Uh, physically is when they actually
2: uh, Put somehow harm you physically. Okay, you know there. I mean there are such things as like what they call poltergeists, And I've had that experience with a friend. I shouldn't say I've had that experience But a friend of mine's brother had that experience Mm. where he would wake up with scratches on him Mm. and this thing would uh, constantly attack him and that you know, and this is a story from my teenage years. I, I heard about this, and he, his brother confirmed it. You know, uh, I'm not sure what they did after that. I don't know if they were even religious, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I remember mm-hmm. that story. Mm-hmm. And, and there's been other stories where, um, not quite fisc- physically, but where the spirit was waking people up, mm-hmm. and actually woke them up, or this person, with a breath of air in mm-hmm. their face, Ooh. and then they would see the face of the spirit. And um, so it was very kind of evil yes. <laughs> in a sense. Yes. And they would also see lights within the room. Yes. You know, that were just coming out of nowhere. Um, yeah. And then I, I've I've had many people who have had to deal with things moving mm-hmm. or experiences or why is this one of my sons or daughters um, that just seems so dark. So And we'll go through the house mm-hmm. and bless the house with... Incense, Mm -hmm. holy water, holy salt, Mm -hmm. and there's a noticeable difference to these people once we finish that blessing of the house. So, holy water and holy salt is very powerful, and everybody should have it. So
1: this makes me question: Is are some people more prone to this? I mean, we've all, if we've been baptized and freed from original sin, how come we still to be? Are we able to be vulnerable to Satan and his demons, tempting us?
2: Well, that's the, the deprivation <laughs> that we have. Un- unfortunately, though we are cleaned from original sin, right. we still, still are subjected to the the, uh, um, the same patterns, shall mm-hmm. I say, mm-hmm. uh, of being open to to sinning. Yes. Um, and so and, and so that just opens us up to kind of fall again. So we, we really have to stay in prayer yes. um, and to avoid the temptations because we're always we're already open to that. Um, from original sin even though mm-hmm. we don't have original sin mm-hmm. but what's great about that is that we are filled with the holy spirit at baptism yeah and that's our strength yes that's the power there and then every every day we should ask the holy spirit to fill us up and mm-hmm. i always say fill us up to the brim till we're overflowing so if we get bumped by somebody mm-hmm. we don't argue or, or yes. swear at them or anything right. we, we spill out the holy spirit on
1: yes, them yes yes we
2: want to spill out grace upon them beautiful we want to say you know I'm, I'm sorry i was in your way or are you okay you yes. know, however it might happen you know you want to bring peace to the situation not agitation yes. and confusion yes. and that's exactly what satan would want to do
1: so is that what you mean by putting on the armor of God? Is that the same thing? It's empowering. Your
2: yeah, you're empowering yourself, yeah. exactly. And uh, um, I don't know if you'd want me to go through the seven points or not? Sure, or? sure. Okay, so uh, the seven points I have about that, and I try to do this daily. Uh, the first one is place the helmet of salvation upon your head. And daily, we need to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We have to remind ourselves and accept him on a daily basis. And number two, put the belt of truth around your waist. Avoid lies. Keep yourself informed in the truth of the Catholic faith. Have informed consciences. And three, place the breastplate of righteousness on your chest, staying clear of sin. Mm -hmm. Number four, clad your feet in the shoes of zeal, being eager to spread the gospel of peace.
1: Mm, Beautiful. And
2: number five, on your left arm, Place the shield of faith to ward off the burning arrows of the evil one, and that is to deflect the temptations that would pierce your mind and imagination. Wow. And then number six, in your right hand place the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, yes. knowing the Scriptures. Jesus did, and he used them against the devil who tempted him in the desert. His mind was filled with God's Word. And the seventh one, we also need to wrap ourselves in the mantle of enthusiasm. Being passionate only for the works of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we and, and Paul talks about this in Ephesians chapter six.
1: That's powerful stuff.
2: It is, and we you know if you if you do that daily, um, you you're actually protecting yourself. Yes, because that's all you're thinking about, and that's you know you're being um, you're doing the will of God, and you're praying constantly.
1: So I feel very feeling very guilty. I had a fight on the phone with the man who cleaned my couches in Michigan, <laughs> and he told me he was going to charge me a hundred around seventy five a couch. And I said, How did it go? And 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 what about how how much is it going to be? He said, Well, I think it'll be two fifty. I said, Well, wait a minute. You know, you said it was going to be 150, and that's not right. He said, I've never in all my life had someone speak to me like you did. And I said it, in, I thought in a nice way, but he was all incensed. He said he's not going to charge me. I said, well, fine. I said, but I'm quoting your words you said to me. You know, it's going to be 150. So, I mean, now after all this beautiful talk you just gave, I feel like I reacted out of anger, and I didn't really... Do it out of (laughs) love or I I, I was mean to him. But, you know, what should I have done?
2: Well, sometimes we need to take a breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, been pl- in plenty of arguments where I've learned to say, okay, wait a minute, um, I'll come back to you because I can't talk to you right now. And I'll actually go cool off.
1: That's a good idea. I didn't think of that. Yeah,
2: And the old adage of, count to ten before you talk. You know, I mean, simple little things like that, but we have to kind of get our mind right because yes. it can't be done out of anger or I frustration. Ju-
1: I just reacted to him.
2: Right. Totally. And that's the flesh speaking, yes. not the spirit.
1: Yes. So. Whereas I could have if I if I had really prayed about. I could have used the moment maybe to evangelize and to do something really important with him.
2: Sure, I mean I've I was in a similar situation with the, my bosses gave me where I was at, when I was doing the landscaping, the land lawn yeah. maintenance, and they says, well, this guy's house that you're going to be taking care of. He's not so nice. He's uh-huh. pretty nasty, uh-huh. um, but he's on the board, and we need him on our <laughs> side. Um, so as soon as I got there, I started finessing with his lawn and his bushes, and um, he just came out swearing at me and oh putting down. God. I mean, he was really, really nasty. Oh, my. And I knew he didn't deserve any you know, respect respect or anything, but I gave him respect and wow. I figured, well maybe that's what he hasn't never had. Wow. And as soon as I saw him, I just said, Yes, sir, no, sir. I didn't have to agree with what mm-hmm, he was saying mm-hmm. or what he was saying, but I just said, Yes, sir, no, sir. And I did a marvelous job. The best job I could do on his bushes so they were nice and straight, his his grass was done perfectly, cleaned up after myself. And after the next day and a half, he started to mellow out. He goes he noticed that I did a good job, and he actually complimented me on that.
1: Wow.
2: And then he found himself trying to put in a dead piece of grass on his lawn with his big butcher knife, and I didn't know whether to <laughs> approach him or not at that moment, but I just, here, I can do this for you in really quick, and laid uh-huh. lay it in there. And I took my spade, rolled out the grass, cut a line around it, took out the dead grass and laid this right in there, and he was just amazed that I laid it in like a piece of carpet, and he was my friend from that point on.
1: Man. That so you, inve-
2: beautiful. you evangelize in the most subtle ways. You know, he, he's seeing Christ, but not directly through yeah. word, but through action.
1: Beautiful. And that's my ins- inspiration of the day. I just love that. that. Isn't that wonderful, Annie? Yes, it is. Oh, man.
2: And, and, and that's part of spiritual warfare sometimes is the devil wants to get your goat up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're going to say, no, no, nope, we're going to bring in joy and peace and
1: W- would you? Uh, what? What would be your? Would you counsel me to call this guy back and apologize?
2: Well, that might not be a bad idea. <laughs> after you go to confession, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> if you haven't already, you know. No.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. So yeah, I would. Okay. S- I would suggest if you couldn't apologize to the person, always do that first. Right. Because it's like right. leaving your gifts at the altar and going to rectify. Yes. Yeah. Reconcile with somebody.
1: Yes. That's. I feel like I should do that. So that's my lesson for today, <laughs> um, Father. You have so much more to talk about. Um, here's a good question: What's the difference of be, be, uh, being tempted by a spirit, oppressed by a spirit, and possessed by a spirit?
2: Well, uh, that's a, a good question. You know, mm-hmm. as you're as you're tempted, we all feel this. Yeah. You know, there's suggestions being uh, suggested to your mind and your imagination. Mm-hmm. Being oppressed is a, like a bully spirit it seems to be hanging around you Mm -hmm. um maybe those thoughts don't quit or the temptations don't quit Uh, it's always trying to get you to do something and maybe you do fall into the same sin yes and it's kind of over and over and you're 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 trying your best to stop and 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 break from it
1: Mm -hmm.
2: oppression is the opposite of all those you've actually given in Uh, Oh,
1: possession you mean yeah possession. possession i'm
2: sorry uh, you actually given in mm-hmm. to that, and then you're allowing it to run free within you. So you have opened yourself up to a spirit, mm. and it's taking control. And in doing that, it's taking control more than what you think. Not just that sin, but more sins will come up. Yes. And you can get very, very dark. Uh, um, those people can. And it's a, it's a rarity to anybody who's yeah. possessed. It's a rarity, but yeah. does, it, it does happen.
1: Yes so and you've experienced of these in people
2: well not possession Not possession oppression yes yes yes, yes. I've, I've, a lot of people uh, i'll pray maybe a minor exorcism prayer i'm you mm-hmm. know i'm not an exorcist or anything mm-hmm. uh, so we're as a priest i can say a minor exorcism prayer and pray mm-hmm. with them and mm-hmm. then get them to once they go to confession i mean that right there is saying mm-hmm. get out of here you know spirit
1: talk about that talk about confession the power uh, it gives us again in spiritual warfare
2: well, that's, that's the key for a lot of things because it puts you back under the, the blood of Christ because mm-hmm. the blood is what freed us from this temptation and the first original sin. Mm-hmm. If you can come to confession and a person tell me that I've got this repeated sin going on, yeah. well, there's probably an oppressing spirit there that's really hanging around and we unfortunately might have led, um, have havoc with us in some way. So if they can f- confess that, they're free, they're clean and then from that point you know we pray a little prayer right. to keep this spirit away as best as we can yes. and put him back under the protection of the precious blood and to keep their mind clear And you know but they have to do their part because yes. they could allow this thing to mm-hmm. come back and if they're so used to this spirit or this sin you know they have to let go of the the, the way they like the sin whatever yes. that sin might be or the, the, way, they're, the way they're used to it um, uh, just one little, little example, somebody who has been swearing too much. Right. I tell them, as soon as you recognize yourself swearing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, apologize to God. You know, If it's later in the day you realize you did that, or if it's just after that moment, apologize to God. You start to get grace. And then that grace helps you prevent you from sinning or swearing again. Wow. And it and gets more and more separated from the last time until the point you actually break that habit. So that's one little thing. That's and, but powerful. But, it, but you have to go to confession and, and admit to it uh-huh. every time, and that grace is even stronger.
3: Well, I was just going to make a, uh, ask about this. A lot of times uh, confession is very important, but also what about communion or going to Mass and receiving communion? Is that yes part of this? Oh, yes. Okay.
2: Yes, I mean, as soon as you go to confession, you know, go to, go and... and um, Receive the precious body and the precious blood, you know, as soon as you can. Uh, you're you're committing yourself once again back to Jesus. You're showing that you are re-establishing that covenant between mm-hmm. you and God. And I've s- even seen where uh, processions where they have the Jesus and monstrance and they go amongst the people, and people are freed from spirits. Um, this was at uh, Franciscan University Mm -hmm. they do a lot of this and uh, I was helping out there and then we would pray with the people to see you know are they okay you know make sure they weren't just dehydrated and they fell over Mm -hmm, or something mm -hmm. and they'll they'll tell you the stories you know or they get just overwhelmed because they've accepted Jesus so much that you know they call it resting in the spirit Yes, yeah. you know and then you know they've had an experience with the Lord that they've never had you know Mm -hmm. he's come in a very powerful way so the Eucharist is the living body of Christ, and he is present, and people, maybe for the first time, recognize this mm-hmm. when they're at um,
3: mm-hmm. a conference like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, we just had a uh, Corpus Christi celebration and uh, had the procession outside, and um, so what you're saying, even in that sense, people are being helped. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. You know,
2: yes i mean if you're gonna believe and sometimes people are skeptical and all of a sudden they're just watching and god kind of steps in front of them and then they know yeah. you
1: know that's a supernatural power of god so we just had uh, interviewed sister Breege <coughs> mckenna on the radio she was on the feast of corpus christi and she tells the story not that day but another day of this grandma bringing her little five-year-old to Adoration. He had a severe kidney disease, and one kidney was already operated on, and the a second one had to come out. And he, she, the grandma told the little boy that when Jesus comes down the aisle, he's really there, and so you ask him to help you. And so when when the priest was holding the monstrance coming down the aisle, the little boy jumped out of the pew and went up and talked to Jesus in the monstrance mm-hmm. and said, "You, my grandma said you could heal me. Will you heal me? I have a, I'm sick, and then." He kind of waited for a reply and no reply came. And so he went back to the pew and the whole church was in tears. Everybody was so touched by this little boy. Long story short, like a month later, the grandma came back and reported that he didn't need the new kidney. He was totally healed. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, yes. yes. So the power of real presence.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Um, Father, we have only two minutes left. Uh, We have um, prayer requests. We have um, Tom who emailed that he'd like to be um, reestablished with the love of his life. And then we also want to pray for Bob who has some heart conditions. And he's a friend of ours in in WSFI. Uh, He's in a rehab facility now. Now, we have a lot of prayer requests, but... um, Annie, do you have any to mention? Um,
3: Yes, an infant, uh, four months old. Brixton is his name, and he has um, a mass in his abdomen that uh, is cancerous. And um, they are now giving him chemo to shrink that. Oh, man. And things are going well right now. Good,
1: good. So, Father, these are the prayer requests for today. Could you say prayers? Say Say it. Oh, and then there's uh, Martha, who has stage 4 breast cancer. Okay. Yeah. So, would you pray for them? We have one minute left, Father. Sure.
2: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we give you all all that we are. And we give you the grace of who we are through Jesus Christ. We ask your blessing upon all those that are requesting your prayers and healing. And we ask you, Lord, to mend those situations that seem to be separated we ask you lord through your son jesus christ to bring healing in all these areas because we believe in you and your what your son did for us and we ask this in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit
1: and then could you bless all our listeners father for
2: all those who do listen may the holy spirit always descend upon you in grace and give you what you need to feed your minds and your hearts And we ask that the Holy Spirit really bubble up in your hearts in a new and a special way that you may experience God in a way that you've never experienced before. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Father. Beautiful show. Thank you.
0: You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, Please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace
3: and be healed of your disease.